Hello, 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 and thank you so much for joining me for the podcast of the true power from within. I do pray that each and every day that this podcast touches you in the most amazing and encouraging way. So I am going to start out with a story as I always do. Um, so yesterday, um, you know, Destiny and I, again, were watching the app Pure Flix, and we were watching uh, different movies. And there was a similar theme to, to all of them. And that was restoration, right? One was about a teacher, um, that got a, you know, she had a child that had uh, club feet and she went and got a job at a school because she really needed the insurance. And she walked into her classroom and her kids were just, they were, they were teenagers. They had all, you know, been hurt and they had a lot of pain. And <clears throat> one of the students wouldn't speak at all because he had been severely abused as a child. And so he just quit talking, but he would only talk to horses. So she began to, um, you know, this, these were kids that came to her house and busted out her window, set her porch on fire, keyed her car, um, tried to get her in trouble with the school board because she had different teaching methods um, to keep the kids engaged, right, and interested. So, um, you know, in her process and even in her fight, um, trying to get her child the surgery he needed so that he could walk and, you know, trying to teach, you know, these children, she she ended up bringing restoration into these kids' lives, right? Even the one that did all the stuff to her house and keyed her car and all of this, you know, she she just showed love, right? She showed love and she restored um, she was, she was a, a vessel and restoring, you know, joy and peace and hope into these kids. And then I watched another movie and it was about a teenage girl and her parents. Um, they were very active in the church and, you know, even as a, as a young girl, she was very, she had a, an amazing relationship with God. But one night when she was at choir practice, her parents were killed in a horrific car accident. And she was sent to live with an aunt and uncle that whom had lost a child that was actually born around the same time that she was. So both of her, her aunt and her mom had really hard time uh, conceiving a child, but they both conceived around the same time. So their children were her, the teenage girl, and another, and the, you know, her cousin were um, going to be born around the same time. Unfortunately, the cousin did not survive, but she did. So when she went to go live with this aunt and uncle, the uncle, of course, had, had no belief in God. Um, and even, you know, even said really mean things to her, like he didn't want her there. Um, how do you believe in God because God just took your parents, you know, and all of these things, right? So this little girl is battling with her faith, right? She's an amazing singer. She used to sing in the choir and she was being, you know, bullied at her, at her new school because she was a believer. And so it was like, she just continued on. And we saw a piece in this movie also where there is, um, 
a man and his wife had left and they had a teenage girl. Well, at the beginning of the movie, we see where she comes up pregnant and he kicks her out. The dad kicks her out. So she's roaming the street. She's homeless. She has nowhere to go. And this teenager that had just moved would would see her in the park and she would go home and she would get a bunch of food for her and go put it on the park bench and just write a little sticky note that says, God loves you. And they ended up meeting up one night when the uncle had kicked the other girl out. And they ended up meeting up because the pregnant little girl was, was ready to commit suicide. So through this movie, what we're seeing is that this one teenage girl, right, is, is being the vessel of helping restore other people's lives, right? She, she showed this girl that was going to commit suicide. She took her to a restaurant and she fed her and she introduced her to God and she said, God loves you and here, call your dad. And so in that, she was able to help restore the relationship with that girl and her father so that she ended up going home. And then later in the movie, we see where the uncle, he, he was an alcoholic and he decided he was going to go back out and start drinking. And, you know, she was a vessel in helping restore, you know, he came, he ended up coming back to God and believing and praying and, you know, those kind of things. But I think what we, what we do is we don't give God enough credit, right? We don't give God enough credit because God will use peculiar type of people to do the work for him, right? I mean, who knew that a teacher could go into a, go into a school of kids that were very rebellious? One of them was homeless sleeping in their truck. One of them didn't talk because of child abuse, right? Um, there were so many different things and then uh, going on within these movies but he used someone that you would not expect to help bring back and restore other people's lives, right? So I don't think we give him enough credit because not only does he restore, help, you know, use you as a vessel to help restore someone else's, but he's going to use someone else to help restore you, right? And, you know, I was, I was researching restoration this morning, right? And I was like, okay, God, so show me, you know, show me the right verse, right? So I look it up and there are so many verses that it is, is he's explaining to us about how he will restore, right? And I'm going to read a couple of them because there's so many of them. But I just picked out a few. I mean, Joel 2, 25 and 26, I will restore you to the years that have that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter. My great army, which I sent among you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never again be put to shame. I mean, that right? He's telling us he's going to restore us, right? He's going to restore us. Jeremiah 30 and 17, for I will restore health to you and your wounds will, I will heal, declares the Lord, because they have called you an outcast. I mean, I've, I've, 
always considered myself the black sheep of the family, right? We, we consider ourselves an outcast. We count ourselves out. But God said, because you were considered an outcast, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to heal you, right? I'm going to restore you. Psalms 51 and 12, restore me to the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit, right? So be willing to be that vessel in somebody else's life of restoration because God's going to lift you up and he is going to restore you, right? Sometimes we, we, we get a little selfish, right? And even though God is trying to use us, we're like, I got too much going on in my own life. I can't deal with that right now. But God is saying, be a vessel, right? Be a vessel and a blessing and, and a restorer for somebody else because I'm going to do the same for you, right? And then again, it says, uh, Job 42 and 10, and the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends. Here we go. When he had prayed for his friends and the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. When he had prayed for his friends. I think we forget we're too busy of asking God for all that we want, right? For all that we need, for all that our kids need, for all that our family needs. And we forget to pray for those who we don't know, right? We forget to pray for those people who are struggling, right? I mean, you know, I have a family member that, has has taken on <clears throat> who has taken on a a a role as a caregiver right and she texts me and she's like i mean how do you do this and i have to tell her it's hard right it is hard to be a caregiver it's a challenge to be a caregiver for somebody that cannot to do for themselves but i have to encourage her because God is going to use me as that vessel, right? To help her. Why? Because I've been through it. So I'm qualified, right? I'm qualified to help restore the dis, you know, her from just dis- being discouraged. Because even though in her in her times of trouble, if I tell her to hold on, because God's going to bless her with a double portion for going through what she's going through right now. But because it's so hard, now listen to this. Because it's so hard right now, we don't see it, right? Because we are, we're in that middle, right? We're in the middle. We're not quite restored. We're not quite where we want to be. We're kind of just right there in the middle, right? And God is saying, even though you're in the middle, help somebody else that's in the middle. Because I'm going to restore you. But because I've already qualified you for that, right? Even though you're still in the middle, but I've qualified you for that, then you need to help me restore someone else, right? And then we have 1 Peter 5 and 10. And after you have suffered for a little while, here we go. We're in the middle, right? In the middle. My husband talks about this all the time, being in the middle. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. He will restore you. He's going to confirm you. He is going to strengthen you and establish you. So to me, what I'm seeing in this verse, right? We're seeing the steps, right? 
we're seeing the steps we have to take, right? So our first step is we is he's going to him he will himself he will restore us, right? So he's going to restore us, right? The next step he's going to confirm us. The next step is we're going to at that moment we're in the middle, right? When he confirms us, right? He's qualified us to help somebody else, right? So we are confirmed but he's going to strengthen us in that moment when he says, go help the next person that's going through the same thing that you're going through, right? Go help that person, right? So he's going to strengthen us in the middle, in the moment that he's, you know, he's going to restore us. He's going to confirm us. He's going to strengthen us. And then we're going to see the blessing of him establishing us, right? He's going to establish us. But we have to get through that middle part, right? We've got, to, we've got to get through the moments where he says, I'm going to strengthen you in your weakness. Remember, we just talked about this, right? Whenever you are weak, I am strong. But we have to accept it. We have to accept the fact that God will use us even though we don't feel qualified. But in the moment that my family member texts me and says, How in the world do you do it? Right? And I've talked about this. I had my moments, right? Of where I was like, this is hard. You know, this is difficult. This is challenging, right? There there are those moments. But God confirmed me. He strengthened me in it so that I can help the next person. Right? Right? And then we have, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. That's powerful, right? Because not only, not only will he restore us, confirm us, strengthen us, and establish us, but in all of this, we've got to have faith to believe that he is working even though we do not see anything happening. He's going to restore us, right? He's going to. He says it in so many. And there's this is not all of them. There is tons of them, right? There is tons of verses in the Bible that he's talking about restoration. So we already know that restoration is a guarantee. But are we willing Are we willing to strengthen the next person? Are we willing to share our story? Are we willing to encourage, right? Are we willing, are we um, willing to, to help the next person, even though we haven't got to where we want to be yet? Although I am a few more steps up on the ladder, right? Am I willing to reach back and help that next person? Or am I going to be selfish and say, I'm not going to help anybody until I get the very top of that ladder. But it's in the middle, right? It's in that restoration stage where he's saying, I'm going to restore you. And, And he is restoring you, but maybe he's quiet, right? Maybe you're not seeing everything happening that you want to see happening, But he's saying, I've qualified you to help me, to be a vessel for me, to help restore that next person. Because in that restoration is going to be your blessings, right? 
in that helping the next person, that's going to be your blessing. And it could be as simple as, listen, it could be as simple as you stop at a red light and you see somebody standing up there with a sign. And on a normal day, you would say, they just want to buy drugs or they just want to buy alcohol. But God is saying to you, give that person money. But because you're too caught up in what you think and you're too caught up with judging, you pass by. Right? When in reality, it's not your job to judge what they need the money for. Because once you obey, right, you are, you are, he is using you as a vessel to help somebody. Right? He's, and it's this simple. I'm going to tell you, it's simple. Right? But we, we complicate it. We overcomplicate it because we think that when God says, I'm going to, I want you to help restore somebody, you, um, he wants to use you as a vessel, we think that it's got to be something super complicated. And it's not. It's simple as maybe giving someone that's homeless. Even if they're not homeless. Even if they're just hustling people. That is not your judgment call. Because once you hand them the money, it's between them and God what they do with it. But what God tells you to do, you have to obey, right? You have to be obedient because, you know, my blessings, my blessings could come by just giving an encouraging word to that family member that, that does, just feels like her life is lost right now, right? My blessings may come by talking to my other family member that is dealing with an, maybe an addiction or depression, right? It could be as simple as an old friend calling me and saying, I don't know what's happening right now, but I feel a little lost. It could be so simple, but we overcomplicate it. Because we're complicated individuals, right? I'm the first person and I, and I will totally admit that I will cut somebody out of my life in a second, right? And I have to learn to humble myself, right? Because sometimes God's going to put me in a predicament, right? Where I may have to deal with that. But because I made a commitment to myself a long time ago that I'm not going to settle for anything less than what I deserve, right? This was, a, this was a personal commitment that I made to myself. I will cut somebody off quickly. And that's something that God needs to work on, you know, work with me on. Because I'm guilty of that. And even though I don't feel good about it, but it's a coping mechanism for me because of my past, right? Because I've been hurt so much, because I have been talked about so much, because I've been called an outcast, right? But God says, I'm going to use you as a vessel, right? I'm going to restore you. I am going to confirm you, right? And I'm going to strengthen you, not only in your walk, but to help somebody in their walk. So today, I just want to say, God is in the blessing business. 
He's in the restoration business. I mean, look at where you've been in the past, right? Look how far he's brought you. But also think about those few people that maybe said a kind word to you one day. Maybe they took you to church or maybe they gave you an outfit because you had nothing to wear. Maybe they fed you because you had nothing to eat. Maybe they opened their home to you because you had nowhere to go. Think about those small things that people, that somebody did for you. And that was God working through them to help restore you. So now you have to do the same for others. We have to get out of the selfish mindset, right? That we're only focused on our blessings. But we have to be a blessing to others in order to receive our blessings. Because along the way, God has put people in our paths to help us. But that can't just stop with us. We have to continue. Because in his word, he's already telling you he's going to restore you. But we have to help others. We've got to show kindness. We've got to show joy. We've got to show, you know, and tell our stories. We've got to be the vessel. We've got to be the the voice of hope. You know, we have to be that small, dim light in, in the midst of darkness. We've got to be his hand and feet. So today, I want you to open yourself up and say, where have I fallen short of helping, el- helping someone else along the way? Right? And my husband's just commenting. He said, everybody wants the harvest, but nobody wants to do the labor. And that's exactly true. That is true. We all want the blessings, Right? But we've got to walk the walk, right? We've got to walk the walk. And God has sent you to be a vessel so that not only he can bless you, but you can be a blessing to others. So today, know that God is going to restore you. But he uses the most peculiar type of people, right? And that per- that those people are you. You may not think that you're qualified to help somebody else along the way, but you're more than qualified to help someone along the way because you've been qualified. Because remember I said yesterday, your message is in your mess. So in all that mess, God gave you a message and that message will help restore the next person that's going through whatever it is that you went through. So let God use you as that vessel. Let him put that light within you to shine bright so that you can help others. And it's going to push you a lot farther down the road. So today, I thank you guys so much for hanging in there with me and for supporting me. If I added value today, please go ahead and share this to your social media pages Um, or tag some friends in the comments that you feel like need to hear this. And, you know, I thank you. 
I'm forever grateful. I'm grateful for those of you who jump on here every single day and and um, support me. And I just hope and pray that I'm adding value to your lives. So today, I hope you have an amazing day and I will see you again soon. Bye-bye.